you see no way out. There's no way to beat this thing. It will not go away. Dr. Tony Evans says when problems start piling up, our emotions can start melting down. Depression is not a sign of lack of spirituality. So guess what? It's possible for spiritual people to get depressed. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. There's a myth going around that spiritually healthy Christians live on an emotional even keel 100% of the time. Well, Dr. Evans has a dose of reality in store as he takes us to 1 Kings 19 and talks about what to do when our feelings don't measure up to our faith. On October the 24th, 1929, the stock market crashed, giving way to the Great Depression. When the stock market crashed, people lost their life savings. Homes were foreclosed on. People by the droves were laid off because of the new economic reality. Folks jumped off of buildings and committed suicides. There was a national and even global depression. But for many of us, we don't need October 24th, 1929. We can look at today and we understand a great depression. That is, life has collapsed, bringing about a great pain in our emotional well-being. The supernatural that some of us need has nothing to do with our circumstances. It has to do with being able to remain in our right minds. Because if I simply were to look at the circumstances, if you would look at what you're going through, it's the mental collapse that is overwhelming you and that is debilitating you and that is keeping you from functioning at the level that you need to for your well-being. So as we continue with the study of the life of Elijah, we want to look at now another kind of supernatural miracle he needed. This was not a miracle that had to do with money and houses and land. This was a miracle that had to do with his need to be lifted out of his depression. Most of us know at least discouragement. Discouragement typically is related to a loss of something. You're discouraged because you lost your job. You're discouraged because you lost your health. You're discouraged because the bills have uh, climbed up and you've lost your financial freedom. That brings about discouragement where things are not not going well and you're sort of downcast. Right now, you're living under a fog or an overcast sky. But when discouragement continues and elongates itself, discouragement devolves into depression. Depression is discouragement on steroids. It's discouragement that now has produced an ongoing level of gloom, an ongoing level of emotional pain. And when discouragement becomes depression, depression unresolved becomes despair. And when depression becomes despair, that ongoing discouragement that has led to depression, which now results in despair, produces a sense of hopelessness. You see no way out. You see that there's going to be no exit sign. There's no way to get around this thing. There's no way to beat this thing. It will not go away. And then when discouragement results in depression that leads into despair, then you wind up considering the possibility of death. 
Because maybe that's my only way out. Because the hopelessness has gone on so long so that death as a result of despair due to continuing depression resulting from ongoing discouragement has placed me in a place where I see nothing else to live for. And so we know what it is or we know people who know what it is to have the need for an emotional miracle. If nothing else ever changed in our lives with regard to our circumstances, our situation, if I could just get my mind straight, if I could just, if I could just get my thinking right, if I could just get my, my mind straight, I can make it. But, but no matter what externally happens, there's a demon in my head that I can't shake. That's our situation today with Elijah. The hand of the Lord was on it. I mean, he's run 15 miles nonstop at lightning speed because the hand of the Lord was on him. He's been sucked down rain from heaven because the hand of the Lord was on him. He's destroyed 400 prophets because the hand of the Lord was on him. Here is a prophet on steroids. He's got it going on and he is doing large. But in less than 24 hours, his world changes, his life collapses And in in less than a day, everything is turned around and he is gone from the hilltop, the mountain peak of victory to the valley of despair. And many of us knows that sometimes it doesn't take 24 hours for things to turn on you. A pink slip that you didn't anticipate, a, a person walking out of your life who you were counting on, a diagnosis or a physical ailment that you didn't even know was operating within your body in less than 24 hours, your need for a miracle has now dumped in your head. And there is a need for a supernatural intervention into your emotional stability and well-being. That's our situation with Elijah. He's going to find himself where many of us have often found ourselves in a black hole. He's going to find himself looking for a light at the end of the tunnel only to discover it's the light of an oncoming train. Because his whole world is going to be turned upside down in a day. When we come to chapter 19, we find out what led to this emergency shift in his emotions. You see, he had an expectation because when we finished chapter 18, he had told Ahab, cheer up, laugh party, eat and drink because it's going to rain. And Ahab got in the chariot and made his way home. Elijah beat him home by running. Ahab went home and told his wife, Jez, Jez, there's this prophet Elijah and he didn't kill 400 of my boys. And he stopped the rain. He brought back the rain. And Jezebel said, I'm going to send a message to Elijah that if you don't get out of town by tomorrow this time, you're a dead man. Now, Ahab had a controlling wife. And Jezebel was running this show. Jezebel was calling this shot. And Jezebel was telling him, Elijah, you're a dead man. Some of y'all work for Jezebel. Some of y'all work with Jezebel. Some of y'all live with Jezebel. Jezebel is an evil threat that comes your way. It is something or someone who threatens your well-being because she threatened by tomorrow this time you're going to be dead. So any threat in your life that comes your way 
that produces discouragement, depression, despair, or even as we're going to see in a moment, a desire to die is a Jezebel in your life. It's something or someone who threatens the stability of your mental well-being. So when a boss threatens you that he's going to fire you and it's not a legitimate reason, he's become Jezebel. When there's a person who threatens you or your stability, they are in fact being a Jezebel in your life. They are operating as the new Lord over your emotions. And the reason why they can operate as Lord over your emotions is because their threat gets into your head. And when their threat gets into your thought, your thought affects your feelings. You see, we are made up of three parts. We're made up of body, our physical being. We're made up of soul. Psychology is soul, the study of the soul. So we're made up of a personhood. And then we're made up spiritually. What you have to understand is all three of these are interconnected and interrelated. So as you'll see in a moment, if you feel bad physically, it affects how you're going to think psychologically, which may affect also how you function spiritually. Or if you're down spiritually, that may affect your ability to function physically or your ability to be able to reason psychologically. Or if you're off psychologically, it can make you want to go to bed physically and make you not want to deal with something spiritually. Because all three are interconnected and all three affect the other two. So it is understanding how these three connect with each other and all three are in this story that you will understand how to deal with that which controls the mind. Now let's understand since emotions are part of the soul, how the soul relates to the thought so that you can understand how to find God's work in that which discourages you emotionally. Your emotions are like the caboose on a train. Your mind, your thoughts are like the engine. When the engine of a train goes up the mountain, the caboose is going to go up with it because the caboose is hooked on to the engine. When the engine goes down into the valley, the caboose is going to go with it because the boost is going to follow wherever the engine winds up. So if the engine is your mind and the caboose is your emotions, if your mind is wrong, your emotions are going to be wrong. If your mind is right, your emotions are going to be right. That's why a change in your mind will always change how you feel. So if you came in here depressed today, downhearted today, in despair today, wanting to throw in the towel today, and one of the ushers comes in and hands you a card that just says, you want a million dollars, I don't care how you felt when you came in, you're going to run out of here shouting, jumping, flipping, spitting, and celebrating, because you got some new information in the engine that affected the movement of the caboose. So you have to understand your emotions are the caboose, it's real, but it always follows the engine of thought. So if a Jezebel gets into your mind, that's going to control the caboose of your emotions. So one of the reasons so many of the cabooses of our feelings are being controlled is so many of the thoughts that enter our head are the threats from Jezebel trying to control our reality. He is now living under a threat. Jezebel, the evil one, has threatened his well-being and his life. And he's trying to figure out now, how is he going to face this? And this is overnight. His whole life has changed because somebody has gotten into his head. So what he does is he goes on another day's journey. The man had run 15 miles. Now he's going to go on a whole other day's journey. He sits under the juniper tree, verse 4. And he requests for himself that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. He wants to die 24 hours after the biggest miracle he's seen. This is a fast, slippery slope. Okay, watch this now. 
Elijah is not a carnal Christian. Elijah is not an unspiritual person. He's been called a man of God. We just saw the hand of the Lord was on him. So guess what? It's possible for spiritual people to get depressed. Dr. Evans will return in a moment to tell us about some incredibly spiritual people who struggled with depression when he continues this message from his current series, Elijah. This six-part collection focuses on the lessons we can learn from one of the Bible's greatest prophets about waiting for God's provision, living a life that matters, overcoming fear and discouragement, and more. Request the series today, and we'll include a special bonus, the companion DVD Bible study kit that digs even deeper into the substance of these messages, and even includes exclusive content from Tony. We're offering them all for a limited time as our gift when you make a donation to support this ministry. Don't miss out. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org, make your contribution, and let us send you the full-length Elijah series messages on CD or MP3s, as well as the DVD Bible study kit. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call us day or night at 1-800-800-3222, and one of our resource team members will help you. Well, Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's lesson right after this. When prices go up, it's easy to get down. That's why the Tony Evans Training Center wants to lift your spirits. We're lowering our monthly fee. Take it from Danny, a TETC user. Danny says, I listen to every sermon and watch every video that Dr. Evans posts. He is changing the world one person at a time. Engage in over 50 courses with thoughtful content from Dr. Tony Evans. Visit TonyEvansTraining.org to subscribe today. Depression is not a sign of lack of spirituality. Because God is going to reference him throughout this conversation as his servant. Why would spiritual people get discouraged, depressed, into despair, and even get suicidal? Why would that happen to a spiritual people? Because we found out in James 5 that we are of like nature. We're human. And in our flesh and blood, that is in our humanness, we become subject to influences that trigger thoughts in our minds. So don't think that it is necessarily the case. It could be. But it is necessarily the case that your struggle with discouragement or depression has to do with the fact that you're not spiritual because spiritual people get depressed. In fact, all through the Bible, spiritual people got depressed. Moses got depressed, asked God to kill him. Job got depressed because of all the trials he was going through and he wants to know why did the righteous suffer? And poor David, he was depressed all the time. You read the Psalms and he's going from one mountain to one valley, one mountain to one valley. You read, you don't have to turn that now, but read Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. And he says, oh, my soul, why are you disquieted within me? Why are you so sad? He's talking to himself because he's depressed in Psalm 42. He's depressed in Psalm 43. And he's trying to work himself out of this depression. And at the very same time he's depressed, he's still calling on God. Or you take uh, Paul, the greatest Christian that ever lived, the greatest Christian in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 to 11. He said he got so low, he was at the point of death. He said he had the sentence of death on him. And this is a spiritual man. 
So you can be spiritual and be down. He's ready to give up. He's ready to throw in the towel. He lays down because he's so tired under a juniper tree, which is only a tree big enough for one person to lay under it. And there was an angel touching him and said, arise, eat, verse 5. He looked up and behold, there is a bread cake baked on hot stones, a jar of water, so that he ate and drank and lay down again. But this is supernatural because the angel fed him. So this is not natural food. The angel only showed up after Elijah had had an honest conversation with God. You see, he told God, I want to die. He told God, uh, I'm not good as my father's. He told God, I have nothing left. He told God, I'm done. And God sent an angel. The reason why a lot of us don't get our angels is because we're not honest with God. We play church, play religion, and certainly play prayer. Notice how raw he is with God. God, I'm so low, I want to die. Did you know that's the kind of conversations God wants to have with you? He wants to have raw conversations, that is, conversations that are real, even if you feel like it's God who has disappointed you. If you tell the truth and shame the devil, sometimes we're not just mad at people, and sometimes we're not just mad at, at, at ourselves, sometimes we ticked off at God. God, I asked you, you didn't answer me. I begged you, you didn't respond. I pleaded with you, and you didn't do anything. I cried out to you, and nothing has changed. So God... I don't like what you're doing to me. Did you know that's the kind of praying God wants? He wants some truth-telling prayers, some honest prayers. Now, you got to do it respectfully, but he still wants the real thing because he knows what you're going through. The scripture says he knows we're of flesh. So Elijah comes and he bears his soul to God. Because look, when you're ready to die, there ain't no time to be cute. When you when you so low, you want to throw in the towel. That's not the time to play church. That's not the time to just go through religious activity. He gets raw with God. Yeah. Second thing I want you to notice is how God addressed him. You know how irritated you get when you're tired? You don't want people talking to you. You don't want the kids talking to you. You don't want your mate talking to you. He gives him a cake. He gives him water. And he tells him to rest. Because some causes of discouragement are physical. And unless the physical is addressed, the psychological is going to be off and the spiritual is going to be off. Because if you're physically off, you don't feel like praying. If you're physically off, you don't feel like relating properly. If you're physically off, we all know what it is. That's why people who have chemical imbalances in their brain don't just need a Bible verse. They need a doctor because there is something physically going on that needs to be balanced out. And going to church and prayer has its place, but it doesn't restore naturally and automatically chemical imbalances because that's physical. If you're hungry, James says you don't need just a prayer meeting. You need somebody to make you a ham sandwich when you're hungry because there is a physical reality going on. So it is quite legitimate to examine whether there are physical causes to your emotional struggles and to have those physical causes addressed. Now, God addressed it supernaturally because he sent an angel. But let me tell you about angels. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 says that every believer has been assigned an angel. Every Christian has an angel. So God has an angel and he knows your name. Now, the problem with angels is they're invisible because they're spirit beings 
and they're supernatural in nature because they're heavenly beings. And so the job of an angel is your personal post office carrier whose job it is to deliver whatever God wants delivered to you. That's what your angel's job is, and every believer has one. But notice the angel doesn't come until the communication takes place between uh, Elijah and his God. So God needs honest communication, prayer, but real prayer, not fake prayer, not play prayer, honest prayer. He dispenses the angel in order to provide the physical help that he is needing to deal with his reality of depression that he is going through. You would have to be a perfect person living in a perfect world not to be discouraged. Okay, my highest point every week is five o'clock in the morning on Sunday in my anticipation of preaching the sermon for the day. So I kind of bounce out of bed real early on Sunday morning and I am am geek, I am ready to go for the two services. So that's my high point. Now my low point is 1.30 on Sunday afternoon. Because after the second service, after I've talked to the guests, after I've talked to anybody, I've talked to after service, and I get in my car and make my way home, I can feel it draining out of me. Because there's been physical exertion, psychological exertion, and spiritual exertion, and there's nothing left. Because he says Elijah is of like nature. So he deals with the reality of exhaustion physically, emotionally, spiritually. And so does everybody else. But that's also the opportunity that the devil looks for to take advantage of. Even in the case of Jesus, and Jesus didn't have a spiritual problem. But after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, it says the devil came to tempt him. Why? He was tired and he was hungry and he was weak. So being tired, hungry, and weak gave the devil the opportunity he had to try to get to the most spiritual person who's ever lived. So you know if the devil is going to attack Jesus, who couldn't sin and didn't sin, And he already knows our propensity to sin that you are perfect bait for him to enter your thought in order to get to the caboose of your emotions in order to send you a downer in your life. Dr. Evans will come back with a closing thought for us in just a moment. But first, a reminder to visit TonyEvans.org to receive your own copy of his six-lesson teaching series on Elijah. The messages are available right away as digital downloads, or you can have them sent to you on CDs. Either way, the lessons come to you along with that bonus I mentioned earlier, the companion DVD Bible study kit, all as our thank you gift for your contribution to Tony's ministry here on the air. This offer is only available for a few more days, so make a point of visiting us right away at TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, coming up tomorrow, there are modern-day treatments for depression. But Dr. Evans says there's only one that only has positive side effects. And it doesn't even require a prescription. Right now, though, he's back with his closing thought for today. What a lot of people do, uh, you come to church and you get on a high, a spiritual high. You, you can leave church sometimes floating just because you heard from God, you heard the word of God, the choir was awesome, the fellowship was great, 
And before you get home, your get up and go has gotten up and gone. And just before you get home, just, just you want to know what happened. How can I be so close to that? And when I run into them people who live in my house, I just lose it. How can all that happen in a few hours, minutes, seconds? People go to conferences to get high. That's the problem with conferences. They'll get you high and then they'll let you down. Because you've gotten high for an emotional moment, but then you got to go back to the reality of day-to-day living. And you can't live up there. You can't live on the mountain. Because, by the way, if you're going from mountain peak to mountain peak, you know, between the mountains, there's valleys. That's what separates the mountain is the valley. And unfortunately, in this life, you will have those. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 